Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Marini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Despite Ankara's efforts to normalize relations with Cairo, Egypt's president, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, delivered a new blow to the illegal Turkish-Libyan maritime memorandum this week with a decree unilaterally declaring Egypt's maritime border with Libya. This decree builds on the agreement between Greece and Egypt in 2020 that delimits their exclusive economic zones and serves as a shield for Greece's rights in the eastern Mediterranean, particularly south of the island of Crete. Vasilis Nedos, Kathy Marini's diplomatic and defense editor, joins me to break down why this latest move by Egypt's president is significant for Greece and look at the message it sends to both Ankara and the Tripoli-based government in Libya. Vasili, great to have you back on The Greek Current. Thanks for having me. Vasili, this week Egypt's president unilaterally declared Egypt's exclusive economic zone boundary with Libya. Is this a decision that should be getting more attention, especially among those watching the eastern Mediterranean? Well, I think yes, for two reasons. You know, the one reason is allow me to say, Greco-centric, and it's about the Turkish-Libyan memorandum. It is another move from Cairo, from the Egyptian side, that is a clear statement that Egypt does not agree with what Turkey and Libya and the government in Tripoli actually are trying to do in the East Mediterranean by demarcating exclusive economic zones between them that do not take into consideration the interests of other uh, states such as Greece and Egypt. So, in Athens, this presidential decree by uh, President Sisi was very well received because it shows also the commitment of Egypt to the demarcation, the partial demarcation, exclusive economic zone agreement that Egypt signed with Greece on uh, August of uh, 2020. And, uh, you know, at the same time, this happens just a couple of days, actually, after that common letter of the ministers of foreign affairs of Turkey and of the Tripoli administration in Libya to the UN that was targeting Greece's decisions to conduct research at the southwest of Crete, but also to the letter of the permanent representative of Greece to the UN against the new Turkish-Libyan memorandum that purportedly gives Turkey the right to conduct research south of Crete within the areas of the so-called Turkish-Libyan Memorandum. That's one way to see it, the Greco-centric way to see it. And the second way to see it is about the so-called rapprochement of Turkey and Egypt. The fact that President Sisi announced that just a few days after the handshake of President Erdogan and President Sisi at the Qatar World Cup opening ceremony, I think it speaks volumes on where the relationship between Egypt and uh, Turkey is now. And I should say here that the situation in Libya, I mean, within the country proper, not about the maritime zones that are of particular interest to Greece, that the security situation in Libya does not allow Egypt to take, you know, Turkish claims about normalization of ties very seriously. Vasily, I want to focus on the Greco-centric angle first. How does this announcement from Egypt serve as a shield to Greece's rights, which is something you've written in Kathimerini? Greece and Egypt signed a partial demarcation of exclusive economic zones at the August of 2020. At the time, the area that was demarcated between Greece and Egypt cut, let's say, in half the Turkish-Libyan memorandum. It was like a juxtaposition of the Greek and the Egyptian exclusive economic zones against the so-called Turkish-Libyan memorandum. And actually, because this agreement was made according to international law, it does have a proper international legal standing. So this degree by uh, 
President Sisi takes that uh, demarcation line, not, of course, the Greek-Egyptian one, but the claim of Egypt to an exclusive economic zone and to a maritime frontier with Libya, he takes that even further to the west, which means that it shields Crete not only on the very eastern part of it where the partial demarcation of 2020 happened, but many more miles to the west. And uh, actually, the demarcation that is now proposed between uh, Egypt and Libya from the, the Egyptian side is to the 25th meridian. That means that Egypt somehow is making a statement, if I can use this word, is making a statement about what they believe that happens or should happen at the south of Crete. And what they are stating with this degree is that it leaves a margin of negotiation for delimitation of maritime zones between Greece, Libya, and Egypt. Turkey is nowhere in the picture, and it is a very clear-cut position from Egypt that Turkey cannot have maritime zones south of Crete. And I think that this is very important. The second thing is that the President Sisi degree comes a month or so from the beginning of the hydrocarbon research made at the southwest of Crete by ExxonMobil and Hellenic Energy Consortium. So we have an international actor, which is a big American energy firm that has asked and has received licenses to conduct research at an area which potentially belongs to the exclusive economic zone of Greece. And actually part of this area is potentially, again, a part of Malta's exclusive economic zone. So again, there we have, I would say, an unofficial sign towards Libya that here in that part of the world, there is ample space for anyone that does have a legitimate interest for that. And this is Greece, Libya, of course, Egypt, and to the west, Malta, Turkey is nowhere near and cannot be nowhere near by using those uh, absolutely, how can I describe it, impossible theories about littoral countries that are on different geographic latitude to be able to sign agreements and exclusive economic zones by denying other littoral states' influence and the Greek island's influence. So I think that it's a pretty clear message from the international community in a way, and also from very strong and powerful regional actors such as Egypt. Vasily, this move from Cairo comes as Turkey has been looking to mend relations with Egypt, and that takes us to you know the second way to look at this that you brought up earlier. Is Sisi effectively telegraphing to Ankara that Egypt's positions in the Eastern Mediterranean and its deals with Greece are non-negotiable? Well, yes, I think that that's a way to see it, that Egypt has an agreement with Greece alongside other things on the electricity cable that connects the grids of Greece and Egypt, of Europe and Africa. So I believe that it's also a signal to Ankara that, look, we're not going to back down from our energy plans with Greece because of the Turkish-Libyan memorandum. Simultaneously, as we've seen in the last few weeks, there has been a serious problem between, uh, we must inform our audience here that Qatar, in numerous ways, is the facilitator of talks between Egypt and Turkey. The handshake between uh, President Sisi and Erdogan in Qatar was done in front of the emir of Qatar. 
And also, there is a certain trilateral, if I may use that word in, in Cairo, where the ambassador of Qatar is somehow the coordinator of talks between the Egyptian Ministry of Foreign Affairs and the representative of Turkey at the city. So Qatar's mediation has failed. Vasily, why do you say that Qatar's mediation has failed here? It has failed mainly because Turkey does not want to give more than it thinks that it has already given to Egypt in the issue of the security in Libya. And there is one central theme here that we tend to forget sometimes. The Dibaiba government, the GNA government in Tripoli, has a duty that it has not yet performed. And that duty is to take the country into elections. So Turkey and Egypt are also candidly, but on a very, uh, let's say, technical level, about how and when the elections in uh, Libya should happen. I mean, we do understand that there, Egypt is asking for some security guarantees from Turkey, and the security guarantees come, of course, from, uh, first of all, the complete abandonment of Muslim Brotherhood, uh, not only in terms of, you know, hosting Muslim Brotherhood uh, members at Turkey, but also of supporting those militias in, in Libya. So since there is no agreement on when the election on Libya would happen, we do understand that there is no hope of moving quickly towards a normalization process between Turkey and Egypt if Turkey does not agree to have much smaller if I can use this word, it's a much smaller influence into Libya. Vasily, great speaking with you as always. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. In other news, Pope Francis will send back to Greece the three fragments of the Parthenon sculptures that the Vatican Museums have held for two centuries, in the latest case of a Western museum bowing to demands for restitution of artifacts to their countries of origin. In announcing the decision on Friday, the Vatican termed the gesture a donation from Francis to Hieronymus II, the Orthodox Christian Archbishop of Athens and all Greece, and said it was a concrete sign of his sincere desire to follow in the ecumenical path of truth. The return, which is expected to still take some time to execute, is likely to add further pressure on the British Museum, which has refused to return its collection of Parthenon sculptures. Finally, Al Monitor reports that Turkish plans for a ground operation against Kurdish-held areas in Syria have been stalled by Russian and U.S. objections, but a strategy of sustained pressure seems to be taking shape to incrementally undo Kurdish gains. The proposals that Moscow and Washington have reportedly made to appease Ankara would both shrink the area of control of the de facto Kurdish-led autonomous administration in northern Syria, though they would prevent any Turkish boots on the ground. Moreover, Turkey's talks with Russia are premised on the prospect of Ankara normalizing ties with Damascus and the Russians using that prospect to pressure the Kurds to compromise with the Syrian government. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.